Welcome to the Audit 15 Fund Podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about personal development. And to talk about that topic, I have Frank Holloman as my guest. Frank is the Internal Audit Director at FedEx in Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome, Frank, to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thank you, John. Glad to be here and glad to share my experience today. Yes, absolutely. So I think your story is very interesting. So that's why I invited you to the podcast to talk about personal development, because you went from starting at FedEx as a cargo handler, and now you hold a director position in the internal audit department. So can you kind of just walk us through your journey with FedEx? Absolutely. Probably a good place to start. So one thing, one disclaimer before I get started, these are my personal views, thoughts, and opinions, and I'm speaking for myself and not on behalf of FedEx. So with that out of the way, let me jump into my journey. So I will be at FedEx 26 years in October, so just a little over a month away from that. So to start that journey, we're going to go all the way back to the University of Memphis where I majored in inter international business. After getting that degree, I went straight into my MBA. And then after my, getting my MBA, I sat there and waited for all these great job offers to come in. And unfortunately, they didn't. So when the rent was due, I needed to go find something and find something fast. So that's how I made my start at FedEx in the hub operations in Memphis. They are always hiring luckily for me. So I spent about a year unloading um, packages from containers, loading packages into containers, scanning packages, all those kind of things that helped facilitate moving our packages overnight in the express business. So after about a year in the hub, I was diligently looking at the job postings and I found a job posting for an associate auditor. Now, I didn't really know what that was because my major was international business, but what I did know is that the job description really matched up with the things I had learned and as well with my MBA degree. So I was lucky enough to get that job as an associate auditor, and I spent a lot of the next five or six years traveling extensively around the U.S. doing operations auditing. Some of our audits were up to five weeks long, so I... I got a chance to see a lot of the United States and at the same time learn a lot about FedEx operations. So after about five or six years of that, I was promoted to audit manager and I was promoted in that same group. So I was responsible for operations audits, some air operations audits as well, a lot of different types of audits for our domestic business in the U.S. After about seven seven years in that role, I took a lateral move to become the audit manager for international audit. At that time, I was responsible for audits in Canada and Latin America and did a lot of things in post-acquisitions and anti-corruption compliance. So a lot of new, uh, new subject matter and new, new um, audit customers. After about eight years there, I got a promotion to where I am today, audit director, 
and I am currently responsible for the retail side of the business and a lot of the back office functions from finance, HR, sales, marketing, that kind of thing. And I have been in this position just short of two years now. Awesome. So great, great story. Got to travel a lot with your job and obviously you have grown a lot in the profession. So thinking about your journey in the profession from the time that you started as an associate auditor to now that you're internal audit director, what would you consider the most important, most impactful investments in yourself for personal development? I think the first thing would be becoming certified. So since I didn't have an accounting background, when I became an associate auditor, the first thing I wanted to do was learn as much as I could about auditing and becoming a certified internal audit auditor to me was the way to do that. So I studied and became a CIA within the first two years of audit. And that helped to me, it helped establish credibility for me that I, you know, I did know auditing. So when I went out to those audit customers with something I could kind of show them and, um, and opportunity wise, it actually quickly opened up a door for in a, a departmental project. It was our first, um, quality review our internal quality review. So our leadership was looking for someone who was certified to lead that and that getting the CIA put me in, the, in that exact position. So I was quickly able to, to lead a pretty high profile project in our department. So, uh, quickly saw the benefits of becoming certified. Uh, maybe a second thing was actually that, um, peer rotation. So that's not really something you put on a development plan. Uh, usually you want to uh, rotate laterally, but by volunteering for that opportunity, I was able to pretty much double my, my network, my, um, audit experience because it was completely different types of audits, new subject matter, uh, new, new places to travel. So it really just doubled down on, on the experience that I got and that was very valuable uh, in the longer run. And probably if I, if I gave three things, uh, I volunteered for a, a nine month leadership program as a manager and that program, you know, obviously I still had my manager job. So a lot of that was, was work done on the side, but uh, the really two valuable takeaways from that was that it kind of reinvigorated my, my growth and learning from a development plan perspective. If, you know, if somebody is not forcing you to do a development plan, you know, sometimes you kind of put that on the side. So that really brought back to me the importance of focusing your energy on the skills you want to develop. And related to that, I guess the second thing would be as you're looking at those skills you want to develop, you, you need to focus on, on your, your career, on your, the growth that you want to achieve. So certainly you want to be the best you can be in the position you're at now, but if you want to get to a, a different position, you can't just wait till you get that position, hopefully one day to start developing those skills. You need to, to be developing those skills now as well. So those, those were some good takeaways there. Yeah, definitely very good takeaways. You don't 
obviously everybody wants to be good at their job, but if you want to get to the next level, you need to maybe start getting good at, you know, looking into the next level, what skills are required, what type of knowledge and so forth. So really good takeaways there. So for those who are just starting in the profession, if you think of those associate auditors of today, what recommendations do you have for those who are just starting apart from what you just said from your experience? Sure. And I'll probably pull back from some of my experience, but the, uh, again, probably three things I would throw out there. One, one and two are related. It would be gaining knowledge and credibility. So to me, and I talked about it in my journey, getting a certification was, was very important for me. And I got the CIA and later the CFE as well, but it helped demonstrate to my leadership, to my audit customers that I was invested in learning and growing and my, also showed my dedication to the profession. So I think it's a very valuable um, pursuit, uh, regardless of what certification, you know, someone is most interested in. And the, the flip side of that is that knowledge piece. And in the internal audit profession, I think we hear about it a lot, the words business acumen, and sometimes it's kind of fuzzy maybe, but that, that is a, a very important thing to pursue as well. You know, on, on your individual audits, you're gaining business acumen, but you can't just wait for audits to, to get that knowledge. You know, over time, you'll gain a lot of business acumen and a lot of company knowledge, but you also have to be proactive about um, finding other ways to get it, whether that's looking at other audits, other audit reports, just meeting with people, you know, going out on the internet and, and um, benchmarking, you know, it's really just finding different ways to get that knowledge. So again, when you go in to your audit customers, You've got some of that additional background, maybe that's company knowledge, industry knowledge that will help give you that credibility. And, and three, this ties back to, to one thing I mentioned, but always have an individual development plan each year. So not just, and it's not just to have it, that's always great. Sometimes your, your management team makes you have one. So you, you write it down and then you file it away till next year. You need to review it. I recommend weekly, you know, whatever, whatever works for you. But if, if these are goals that you want to achieve to get better and to grow as an, a, a, an auditor, a leader, a leader, you need to review it and remind yourself, Hey, these are the goals that I set for myself. Am I working on them? And if not, then I need to, to course correct and, and start working on them again. And. For newer auditors, I, um, I, I point to the IIA's Emerging Leader Program. They have four pillars that they look for of leadership, certification, service to profession, and community service. And I think those four pillars are, are excellent benchmarks for, for newer auditors as they're looking to develop various skills. You know, we already talked about certification, leadership can come naturally as you start leading audits, but if you don't have an opportunity to lead audits or not as much opportunity as you want, there's your local chapter of, 
the IIA in this case, it could be some other organization, but becoming a volunteer leader will get you that leadership. I was both the president and treasurer of the, the Memphis chapter of the IIA in my earlier days. And also kind of overlooked in service to the profession is, is making presentations to your local universities. Because every time you go talk to a, a class, no matter what the class is, you're sharing the, the knowledge of auditing, which a lot of college students don't hear about. And as a win-win, you're also, um, you're also uh, kind of advertising your company in, for, in internal audits. So you can recruit at the same time as advancing the profession. So good, um, good suggestions for younger auditors to, to think about as they're building a development plan. Great suggestions and definitely agree with you that business acumen, what I heard from you, you need to be proactive, right? You can't just wait until you do an audit project to learn. You have to be proactive, take initiative and your, uh, your idea on reviewing or development plan, just being accountable to yourself. Really, really good takeaways there, Frank. So for those, you know, little slightly different question here, but for those at the manager, director level or above, what are some of the personal development items that they can think about that, you know, a little bit different from what you just described for someone who's starting? One thing I learned at the manager level was that I was, one thing I guess I discovered at one point is that I was doing a lot of things, a lot of good things were adding value in addition to audits, but no one really knew about them. So, so my advice in this case would be to work out loud. That is the name of a book by John Stepper. But my biggest takeaway from that was in my case, once a month, I sent an email to my director and just kind of listed out, you know, this month, you know, I listed the audit activities that was expected that to do that's, that's the main job, but you know, these are the other things that me and my team were working on, whether that was, you know, class presentations, or we were advising an audit customer on policies and procedures. We were on some committee, but a lot of those things, unless you are intentional about telling people, you know, it just, they don't just magically filter up. You have to filter them up. And, and then your boss, you know, might choose to filter some of that up as, as well. So, so make sure, and I don't like to say, make sure you're getting credit for it because that's, that's the reason I never said anything for so many years. So it's not about credit. It's really about awareness that you, you know, your boss might even know you're you're spending five hours a week, you know, adding value to an audit customer, you know, on something unrelated to an audit. Uh, so that's one thing I think is important. Number two, I think is, is we can call it benchmarking, but you're not, well, it, it depends on your company. So in, in my case, uh, I have a large audit department, so there are others to, to draw knowledge from. So as a manager, I would schedule monthly lunches with other audit managers and you know we would connect talk about audits and maybe things we were doing differently so it was it was a way to you know learn some other types of of things in internal audit either 
maybe an HR perspective or an audit perspective, a technology perspective that um, just wouldn't naturally come about. And in my current role as a director, I reach out to my peer directors, either monthly or quarterly, depending, but again, just even if there's not a specific topic, you know, let's, what audits are you working on? What challenges are you having? And just kind of find ways to get that additional knowledge that's not just going to come to you naturally. And maybe a last thing in this area is, and technically this could, this could be any level, but you know, when it comes to development and growing, don't be afraid to, to ask for it. So in my case, that leadership development program, uh, I talked about, that was something I was interested in and, um, you know, I, I volunteered, I said, Hey, if there's an opportunity for me to be in this, I would love to do it. If I had never said that, I may have never been in the program. So, uh, and actually another example is, um, so I know you said the manager director level, but, uh, I'll give you one example of, at the auditor level, I had a team member many years ago and I was kind of on the fence, uh, you know, is, is this person ready to be, uh, you know, an in charge, is he or she ready to lead their next project? And that person did just so happen that person, I guess we had a one-on-one -on -one and he said, I am, you know, I want to be a leader. I'm ready to in charge. I want to do it. And, and that, that convinced me. So I said, you know, he's, he's ready. He's worked on it. And so it just kind of goes back to it. Sometimes you just need to ask for it and, and make, make those things known. You know, if your, your leadership knows that you want to do something, you're, you're knows that you're pursuing a certain goal, then that opportunity, you know, when they're making decisions, they may give you that opportunity. Very, very good, Frank. And definitely agree with you. Great points. The first one about working out loud is not necessarily about taking credit or wanting credit for, for something, but just bringing awareness, right? People may not know that you were working on something and you're just bringing awareness, the benchmarking, just you know, working with other people who are at the same level as you, just learning, we can all learn from each other. And definitely the last one asking, <laughs> you know, you're not going to get it if you don't ask for it. <laughs> so, and maybe just one other comment there. I work in a big company, so I can, I have other managers or currently directors to benchmark. But if you're in a smaller company, you know, you can benchmark with those in other companies. And certainly if you're in, Something like the IIA gives you that network to find other people to, to benchmark and talk to. So, uh, so, you know, there's, can be a wider net. Absolutely. It's not necessarily just tied to the company that you're working in, but you know, it can be with the profession as well. So, and LinkedIn is a great tool to connect with other professionals. So right. on the flip side here, you know, thinking about personal developments that, eh, maybe I wouldn't do this again. <laughs> Do you have any, any examples that you can share here? I've had a lot of different training classes over the years, but for the most part, I, there's always something I can take away. And I think part of it is, is having that mindset that, you know, maybe, maybe it's a required class or maybe it's something you aren't as excited about, but there's always something you can take away. And I try to 
depends on how long the class is, but I try to more or less force myself, uh, you know, maybe if it's a one hour webinar, you've got to find and write down at least one takeaway. So kind of helps keep me accountable and engaged that I've got to find at least one thing. It's just a, a personal, you know, challenge. And, and even if it's maybe not the best training, there's usually at least one thing you can take away, even if, even if it's just knowledge and not something you can actually, you know, create action around. So, you know, I think you can always get something out of training. If there's anything that's probably not worth your time, it's really going to be when you start just trying to check the box. So my CPE is due on a calendar year. So in January, I start, you know, I start the process. As I'm looking to see what's available. And so throughout the year, I'm usually able to get that 40 and usually more by being intentional and picking, you know, this is something that's going to benefit me. This is some knowledge I would like, but certainly if you're not as diligent and in, you know, November, December, you're suddenly needing to get those CPE, you're, you're not going to be effective. You're not going to learn anything because you're just trying to, to check the box for the CPE. And it may not be a hundred percent waste of time because you're keeping your certification, <laughs> but from a growth and learning perspective, it's probably a waste of time because you're, you're just picking anything available. So one, so I guess you know, kind of in summary, one, you need to be intentional about the training you're looking for. And then two, you know, I, I just would say, challenge yourself. If it's something even you're not that excited about, try to find at least one takeaway to, uh, to, to make it worthwhile. Very, very good, Frank. And definitely, yeah, definitely the perspective, right? Even if it's something that you're just wanting to get your CP, can you take one valuable lesson from <laughs> uh, those courses? So really appreciate your time on the podcast, Frank. For those who want to connect with you, just, you know, uh, learn, you know, different things from you or just to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do so? I would say LinkedIn. I am pretty active on LinkedIn. So, um, you know, Frank Holloman, audit director, uh, should be easy to find and can send me a, a note, send me a connection. And I'm always glad to connect with others and share what I know. All right. Thank you so much, Frank. Thank you, John. Appreciate it.